This is the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Zach Guggenheim here. I'm doing this a little differently. This is a, a bonus episode that I am recording. It's uh, it's going to be a little more stream of conscious. There's no intro music or anything like that. I'm, I'm on vacation, but I felt it would be helpful just to uh, share a little bit about some of the smoke that's coming about Notre Dame being wanted by the Big Ten. Obviously, expansion just happened. We saw expansion happen uh, last Friday. It was announced, or actually last Thursday it was announced, that UCLA and USC would join the Big Ten. And I released a podcast on Friday stating that I thought this was going to be the impetus for Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. And now... It's been reported by Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports and a few others that there are sources saying that the Big Ten has asked certain programs, particularly Oregon and Washington, to to stand pat. Apparently, they've applied for membership to the Big Ten, and they've said they're they're content right now. They they're waiting for Notre Dame. And uh, the, the site Eleven Warriors had mentioned that. They want Notre Dame. Now, I think here's what would happen, I think, if they get Notre Dame. I think if they get Notre Dame, they're probably going to add three other schools. Washington, Oregon, and Stanford. Stanford makes sense in terms of Notre Dame rivalry. Stanford's one of the chief rivals of Notre Dame. They're in California, and so that makes sense. Washington and Oregon, I think... You know, I, I had forgotten to mention Washington in the last podcast, but Washington is a tra- traditional power. They have not been super relevant. They they did have a playoff appearance in 2016, but they have not been very good since Chris Peterson left. Um, and then Oregon is obviously they they have money. I wouldn't say they're a great market. They're not a traditional powerhouse, but. They do have a lot of money. Phil Knight is kind of the big the big wig up there. He. he owns Nike. And so it could make sense to, to add those. And that would push the Big Ten to 20 teams, or as uh, some mentioned, maybe we could call it the Big Ten 2.0. Who knows? That I totally lifted that off from somebody on Twitter or 11 Warriors. I forget who it was. 11 Warriors is an Ohio State fan site, which I think actually has some of the best, uh, most educated banter out there uh, from fans. So... This is the this is the key crux of the question, though, um, is will Notre Dame join the Big Ten? Because it seems like that's the next big domino to fall. And I, I titled this episode that Notre Dame needs the Big Ten and the Big Ten wants Notre Dame. Now, before Notre Dame fans jump down my throat because Notre Dame fans seem to think that you know they're going to get the sweet end of the deal whoever they join if they join what have you they seem to you know have a very high opinion at least some do of Notre Dame and that they deserve a special deal and I, I want to give some credit to Notre Dame and some Notre Dame fans until until now I would argue that Notre Dame has never needed anything they have their own network in NBC. They, they're like the New York Yankees in terms of their appeal. They're a national brand. Even when they're down, 
They have probably the most faithful fan base outside of a few schools, some of those schools being in the Big Ten. And so if this if this were just normal expansion, you know, go back to 2010 when Texas A&M left for the SEC, Nebraska left for the Big Ten, everybody's saying, oh, is Notre Dame going to join a conference? And they're like, we're going we're gonna to form a partnership with the ACC. I think that was a little down the road. But the, the reality is they... They didn't, they didn't need a conference for football. And the ACC was willing to, to let them be independent. They have kind of a, a contractual obligation uh, for scheduling with the ACC. But other than that, they, they kind of let them do whatever they want. Uh, and they were so lenient, even in 2020, that they allowed Notre Dame to compete for an ACC championship so that they could play football in 2020 during the pandemic. And the ACC was willing to do that for this reason and this reason alone. Notre Dame's bringing big bucks. They were bringing big dollars to the ACC. And so the ACC doesn't mind letting Notre Dame do whatever they want because they bring the most money by far. By far, they bring the most money. And so... You have now this race of, of college expansion, and I think a lot of Notre Dame fans are, seem to think, oh, well, whoever gets us, they get the golden goose of college football, and we're going to hold out for a sweetheart deal. Here's, here's the problem. So as of re- recording, there has been uh, some smoke to the idea that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado – and I think uh, one other school, Utah, is supposedly reaching out to the Big 12. Well, they're, if they do that, they're essentially forming the next Big East conference. If you don't know what the Big East was, it was a conference that had, it had Miami, Virginia Tech, uh, and Boston College in it, uh, as well as a few other schools, Pitt, Rutgers, um, it, ha- it had a number of different schools in it. And the reason why it was relevant as one of the big six conferences during the BCS era is because it had Miami and Virginia Tech. And Miami was won a national championship in 2001. They were in a national championship game in 2002. They were nationally relevant all throughout the Big East's time. Syracuse had a pretty good run in there. And they, were, they were at least had some national appeal. But as soon as Miami and Virginia Tech left and then Boston College went elsewhere, it, it was over. They didn't have enough uh, star power to kind of last. I mean, they kind of waffled for a few years, but then they became what's now known as the American Conference, which was a good non-Power 5 conference. But unless if you were really, really good and you had some marquee wins like Cincinnati this past year, you weren't going to sniff the playoff. And you weren't gonna you you weren't gonna have the cachet like the other Power Five conferences. Well, if if the Arizona schools and Colorado and Utah join the Big Twelve, you run into the same problem I mentioned on Friday. Who's your big power? Nobody, and you're not even bringing Oregon. Like Oregon, kind of you can get away with, but you're not even bringing Oregon. You're not even bringing Washington. Washington is not a good program right now, but tr- they have more clout than the Arizona schools and Colorado. You know, Utah is starting to rise under Kyle Whittingham, but still, 
you know, you compare Utah to USC and Oregon. And, I mean, they, they just do not bring the same cachet. So the Big 12's dead. And the Pac-12 is deader than dead. Everybody in the Pac-12 is trying to get out right now. And for good reason. Uh, Larry Scott, the commissioner, was awful at managing his conference. So the Pac-12 is dead. The Big 12 is in a lot of trouble. And so that leaves three conferences that really offer anything. You have the ACC, you have the Big Ten, and you have the SEC. And here's Notre Dame's problem. They can do one of four things. They can stay, they can stand pat, keep their deal, or they could join the ACC full, in full. They could join the Big Ten in full, or they could join the SEC in full. Staying independent is going to be a terrible decision in the long run, especially if they go the super conference route, they go to two conferences. Uh, it's, it's not going to end well for them if they go independent because ultimately the sport is changing to the point where it's, it's going to be conference-driven. And it's going to be conference-driven particularly to get in the playoff and to get a national championship. And we're not talking a four-team CFP. We're, we're talking like an AFC, NFC, uh, NFL-type model. So they need to join a conference, I think. If they don't join a conference, I think in the next 10 to 15 years, they're going to be on the outside looking in. Now, having said that, I think they'll join a conference if that push comes to shove. I don't think – I think it, Notre Dame will be let in. But you realize if, if they – play the slow game, they're, they, there's a possibility they start losing their fan base. They start losing ratings. Um, and that's not something that they're going to want to do. So I think they, they will join a conference. And now the question is, SEC, Big Ten, or ACC? The ACC doesn't make sense. Uh, it may, now, it makes sense in terms of recruiting base, right? You know, they have a lot of connections to the Northeast, uh, to the Atlantic region, the mid, uh, the mid Atlantic, mid Atlantic re- region. But, you know, I mentioned this on Friday, who's the power in that conference that solidifies them. It, and by power, I don't just mean football power. I mean the revenue generating power. They don't have it. That's why they, they let Notre Dame, essentially come in and dictate whenever, whatever they want, when they want. That's why. ACC, the ACC doesn't have what it takes to keep Notre Dame. They have, they have great teams. Clemson has been great the past several years. You know, I think Virginia Tech could get back up there. Miami can get back up there. Florida State can get back up there. But part of that is because of recruiting. And if they can start recruiting well, that you know, that will help. But even then, there's still not the, you know, they don't have the revenue generation that the other two conferences do, the SEC or the, or the Big Ten. And so I, I think the ACC at some point is going to go the way of the Big 12 and the Pac-12. There, again, there is smoke. It's a lot of smoke. I, I don't want to say it's, it's definitely going to happen. But there's smoke that Clemson is poking around and trying to figure out what to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State considers going to the SEC, right? Like these teams, I, programs are smart. There's a reason why 
USC and UCLA sprung it on the football world last week that they were leaving the Pac-12 because they, they know that the time is coming that, that, that they can't stay there. I think the ACC is next because compared to the SEC and, and the Big Ten, like there's just there, there's no conference like either of those in terms of revenue generation um, and stability. There, there just isn't. And in fact, if you go and look, I think it's the top uh, 75 games in terms of ratings over the past, or no, 72, 72 games of this past year. 32 of them involved at least one Big Ten team. 31 of them featured at least one SEC team. And only nine featured neither. Out of the top 12 ratings games in 2021, Notre Dame was uh, only in one. Now, granted, it was Notre Dame, Florida State, but also it was the only game on. It was the only. It was a Sunday night on Labor Day weekend, which it should be one of the top ten games if it's the only game on that day. And then, last but not least, if you look at the New Year's Six games, there was only one game rated lower than Notre Dame's game, and it was the Michigan State Pitt game. Obviously, the top three were the national championship and the, and the semifinals, and then the Rose Bowl, and then I forget the fifth one. Um, I was rated higher than the uh, – gosh, I'm going to remember the game right after I, I stop recording. But essentially, like Notre Dame is big, but it's, it's not the biggest brand. And the, you know, the ACC champ – it it was Pitt. Their game was the least highly or had the least amount of ratings out of all the New Year's Six bowls. So I, that that just gives you a lot. And then you look at the you know who was in the New Year's Six uh, games. Michigan was uh, it, one of the top three games. Ohio State was top four, and then you know Michigan State, who was the third team representing the Big Ten. Uh, they were they were seventh. So uh, the ACC it does not bring they do not bring a lot of revenue. Now, obviously, it would have changed a little bit if it was Clemson or Florida State because they are bigger brands than Pitt, and it, it probably would have been a little bit more helpful too if Pitt had uh, their quarterback. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, uh, if, if he was playing, but still, the ACC is does not compared to the SEC and the Big Ten in terms of ratings, stability, and revenue generation. And so that's why Notre Dame's been able to do whatever they want. And I have a feeling, you know, the time is coming in the next few years where the ACC is, is going to be scrambling because what happens if Clemson leaves or Miami leaves or Florida State leaves for the SEC? So... I don't think the ACC is the future. I think the SEC would be a terrible fit for Notre Dame. It's a terrible fit for Notre Dame. Because if you go to the SEC, you're essentially moving to a region where it's it's the one region in the country that honestly 
is not like they don't care about Notre Dame that much. Right? They 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 have Alabama, they have Florida, they have LSU, they have Georgia, they have Auburn, you know, they 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 have a very restricted regional footprint. And they have constructed their national presence by dominance, particularly with one team or two teams just being absolutely dominant. So Alabama right now is on a tear. They're the best team in college football in the past 15 years. And it's, it's not even close. You know, before that, it was the Florida teams of, of Urban Meyer. Um, and so there, there's a, you know, it, it restricts Notre Dame's footprint, which not only it makes it difficult to be a national brand then when you are in the southeastern conference and you're you're going from texas to kentucky to south carolina like that's your footprint and then you have notre dame in indiana so that's that's one thing um people will still tune in for sure absolutely but they're not going to tune in or they're they're going to tune in and notre dame's recruiting will suffer because it's no longer a national brand. It is now a quote-unquote southeastern brand that's close to Kentucky, right? Like that's the closest uh, neighbor. And so Notre Dame is going to kind of constrain itself to recruit the southeast. Well, they don't have the cachet in the southeast. And while I think their recruiting is getting better, it's, it's certainly getting better under Marcus Freeman, if you can't sell your Midwest and Mid-Atlantic matchups like you used to, you're not going to have the same ability to recruit the Midwest and the Mid-Atlantic. And if, you know, if they, if they are unable to keep going out West to, to be able to recruit California, like, yes, they'll probably keep their, their annual matchup with USC. I'd imagine, but it's still, it'll still impact recruiting to the point where it, they're not going to be going 10 and 2, 11 and 1 almost every season. And and you think about the matchups that they would have to face in the SEC versus the Big 10. You know, Alabama is is going to be great until Saban leaves, and who knows when that's going to be. Um Georgia is on a tear right now. Texas A&M is recruiting like gangbusters. They they would be coming into the SEC and probably maybe tied for fourth or fifth in terms of at least explosion. That's not to say that Notre Dame's a, a bad program. In fact, I think they're a top eight, top ten program right now. They've been to the playoff twice in the past five years, and then the, the two times they've been to the playoff, they got blown out by the national champion, which is not a – if you look at who – what they, those teams went on to do in 2018, Clemson beat Notre Dame by 27, then beat Alabama by 28 – and then they lost, I think, by, t- by 20 to Alabama. Uh, and then Alabama went on to beat Ohio State by 28. And, and those were good teams. So, you know, it's not like Notre Dame's that far behind. But the, the issue becomes they, they don't have the athleticism on the outside, both in the back seven and the wide receivers. And so you put them in a conference where that's where those teams excel. Like, you're talking about a couple of years where th- they could easily go nine and three, eight and four, seven and five, and you start to lose recruiting classes because they're going to say, oh, they went to the SEC, they're getting beat up. Whereas if you go to the Big Ten, there's only one team 
that will exploit them athletically. And it's Ohio State. Now, USC can get there, but right now USC is down. So you, you go to, you know, th- this, is, this is why I think Notre Dame needs the Big Ten. Whereas I think the Big Ten wants Notre Dame. So that's why I think the SEC is a terrible fit. Let me talk about the Big Ten for a minute. The Big Ten would have all, not all, but most of Notre Dame's rivals, especially if they pair them with Stanford. It's also the one conference that Notre Dame would probably add, uh, gain revenue. Now, the, the down, the, the, Downfall for Notre Dame is that they're no longer, you know, the one that they can throw their weight around. But that was going to be true in the SEC as well, right? Like the SEC, you know, if Notre Dame came to the SEC's door and is like, we want a special deal, Alabama would be like, heck no. Like, absolutely not. You know who else is going to do that? Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, USC. You think they give a rip about giving a special deal to Notre Dame? I mean, just look at Ohio State's ratings over the past year, year and a half, or year or two years. Consistently, the highest rated games and the most revenue generating games, even when they're not, you know, they're not playing for the playoff, right? The, The Rose Bowl was the highest rated game outside the playoff, I think, in the past 10 years. Now, I'm, I'm saying that off the top of my head. I, I need to fact check that. But the, the fact remains, it doesn't matter who Ohio State plays. They get ratings. The same is true for Michigan. The same is true for Penn State. Like Penn State, Iowa, Michigan, Iowa, those games got massive ratings. I was not bringing that. No offense to Iowa fans. But like Iowa fans are not bringing as much to, to the table as, as the Penn State faithful or the Ohio State faithful. Now, Iowa brings a lot because they're alumni base and they're, they're great and I, nothing but love for Iowa. But all, all I'm trying to say is that you, you got to understand those teams are not going to – they're not looking at Notre Dame as, oh, here comes the savior that's going to make our conference great. No. Like, the Big Ten's about to get – it was rumored to be about a billion-dollar deal annually for TV rights from Fox. That was before USC and UCLA. You think that's going to go up? And so Notre Dame might, might add, you know, that might raise that a lot more. And you know who's going to make a lot, of more, a lot more money? Not just the Big Ten, but Notre Dame. You think NBC wouldn't want to, wouldn't not want the Big Ten if Notre Dame joins them, that would add value to that contract. Like, could you imagine Fox having big noon kickoff and then NBC has the night game? And now you have two marquee matchups in the Big Ten in prime slots every week. Could you imagine Notre Dame having Ohio State, Notre Dame, and then big noon kickoff having Michigan, USC? I mean, just incredible, incredible opportunity. I mean, you pitch that to the, the, the network executives, you're making bank. And so, obviously, it helps the Big Ten, but it actually helps Notre Dame. Here's where it, it really gets interesting for Notre Dame is if you keep 
if they join the Big Ten, you also get the advantage of expanding your national profile. So Notre Dame already has the national brand, but you know what happens when you ha- you join a conference that's from L.A. to New York City? You actually start to go to New York City and L.A. and everywhere in between. And that's where all their natural networks are. They go to, to New Jersey and New York. They go to Maryland. They go to Pennsylvania. They go to Ohio. They go to California. You, th- you think the guarantee that they're going to play those teams at least every other year or every once every four years if it's cross-division rivals, you don't think that would increase in recruiting? Or recruiting? I mean, that... It's an absolute, it would be an absolute boon for Notre Dame. And they get in a conference that is the most stable and most financially uh, secure out of any conference. And, and therefore, that's, that's not to say that Notre Dame would die off if they don't join the Big Ten. But, but let's get one thing straight, and this is, this is my final point. If Notre Dame wants to stay relevant, particularly in the national scene, in the playoff scene, they need to join the Big Ten because they join the Big Ten, they'll be a top two, three program in the conference straight away. It, it helps their recruiting footprint. It gives them their, their rivals. They have stability. And they no longer have to fear about being left out of playoff discussions once everything changes. And everything is going to change. For all the traditionalists out there, if you think that Notre Dame can kind of just hang on, it's not going to happen. USC and UCLA made that very clear. So that, those are my thoughts. I think Notre Dame needs to join the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten wants Notre Dame. I think the Big Ten's going to be fine if they don't get Notre Dame. Like they've, they've solidified themselves as the best conference in terms of revenue generation because you've got LA, Chicago, and New York. Like, sorry, there's no network in the Southeast that's going to trump that. And so the Big Ten has solidified itself as the premier conference in terms of revenue generation. Notice I'm not saying football power because the SEC is head and shoulders above the Big Ten. And I love the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is the second best conference in terms of football teams. But the SEC is, a, is cut, cut above everybody else right now. But in terms of stability and revenue generation, Big Ten – and then everybody else. So this is Zach Guggenheim signing off for the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. We'll be back Friday morning uh, of this week for our normal podcast release. Thanks. God bless.